0: Hey friends, I just wanted to chime in here before the official episode starts to let you know that this is a very special episode. This is our monthly chat with our premium patrons. And we did have a little bit of uh, technical difficulties in getting the recording done. Um, The the software that I normally use to divide up the recording and and record the chat on discord was erroring out and I checked with support and they still weren't able to help me resolve it before we actually had to record. So we streamed it live on twitch.tv slash robots radio. And also was, I was able to pull the audio off of that. So it's not the same high quality quality, quality only high quality around here in these parts um (laughs) audio that you are used to but the conversation is super fun and i think you guys will enjoy it also while i've got you here i wanted to make sure that you remember to stay tuned until the very very end of the episode to continue our choose your own adventure story so Stick around for that. And also, and I haven't repped this a whole lot on the show, but uh, Robots Roundtable this week was super awesome. We had Dave from the Cast, We had Aramithius from Written in Uncertainty and Simone from the Fresh Tomatoes talking what we would do if we could do full time podcasting. And I know not everybody to- who tunes into this show also listens to that show. But if you're looking for some really good conversation with some really smart, interesting hosts and funny funny half the time we're extremely funny and half the time we're extremely deep Um, go go look up robots roundtable I think you're gonna get a kick out of this week's episode but I won't hold you any longer enjoy the episode where we chat with our patrons Welcome back, wastelanders and vault dwellers. This is Tom or Robots welcoming you to another episode of the Fallout Lorecast. And this week it is a very special episode. This is our monthly get together with our, you know, guys. I wanted to call this like premium patrons. Does that sound cool?
1: Mm,
0: premium that's, that's, patrons. You're like a, the, your, you're like the cream of the crop, patron not, patrons. Not your worst idea. Um, that's good because i have lots of ideas and i'm not afraid for them to be bad and for people to tell me no that's terrible don't do that so yeah um awesome well today we have with us aperture flash mustang and woman on fire hey everybody hey Hey, guys so let's uh, i'm gonna go through each so everybody can recognize your voices so this is aperture flash welcome to the show
2: thank you very much pleasure to be here
0: yeah yeah pleasure to have you we've been um and uh, and fixed yeah, all three of one. you guys actually women on fire I think you're the newest of the premium patrons uh, Mustang isn't officially premium patron he's just kind of like uh I snuck my in. way on here yeah I guessed it in through somebody else's premium account um I just went in yeah, bribed his way on, but um, uh, yeah, welcome <laughs> welcome to the show, Aperture Flash, and if, if anybody has been on the Discord and in the chat and stuff, you'll you'll see actually all three of these people pretty regularly in there. Aperture Flash is the one who talks often about truck stuff and sends crazy pictures and talks about long hauls and all that kind of stuff.
2: I just lost all that audio. Oh, no, you're being... Yes, I'm, I'm the one who talks about the crazy stuff at trucks. I'm yeah. nobody.
0: Yeah, your phone was getting a little funny there, but no, yes, no. you're robo- you're roboting out.
2: No, no. So okay, Pennsylvania man. Yeah, sorry.
0: Yeah, well, we'll just roll with it. <laughs> and then we have uh Mustang. Mustang, welcome back. It's good to be back here. Yeah, you were you joined us last month on the <clears> show, <throat> and are, are you're becoming like this regular guest.
1: <laughs> I am. I, I'll just be consistent throughout. <laughs>
0: So um, I'm getting a note here from uh, the channel that the audio is cutting in and out. Have you guys noticed that?
1: Uh, no one uh, no. other than the aperture.
2: Pretty hard yeah. For
0: me. yeah, it's probably just aperture. Sorry, guys. Okay. If it happens, we do it for everybody. Let me know. Um, and then we have Women woman on fire. Welcome. Welcome. Hello. First time on the show. Hello.
3: Yeah. I'm super excited about it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, um, oh, Aperture just dipped out in order to fix his connection, so I'm sure he'll be back. Um, So this week, uh, what we do with these shows is anybody who is a Tier 4 patron or higher uh, gets to join us for this monthly event where we talk Fallout and Fallout lore and the kinds of things that we absolutely nerd out about in these games that we love so much. And we had a discussion before the show this time to bring up the topic of the most villainous factions who are the worst of the worst who are the most evil bad guys and why and so the the four of us have been stewing on this and coming up with some thoughts so is, would anybody like to start us off I mean I think we all kind of have certain certain groups that come to mind automatically and I'm sure they're gonna come up does anybody want to get us started
1: I'll take it. Sure. Why not? Oh, yeah. yeah, Go for it. I'll take it. All right. <laughs> so my choice of the most evil faction and also happens to be my most favorite faction is the Enclave.
0: So that seems like a good go-to first choice mm-hmm. Enclave mm-hmm. Uh, number one bad guys from very early in the series mm-hmm. uh, they they regularly show back up even in Fallout 76 everything mm-hmm. tends to feel very sinister <laughs> even their power armor looks menacing you know mm-hmm.
1: So in Fallout 76 they're not too evil because you know you do end up working for them so they're not too bad that early on but I think they get their worst when uh, President Eden joins on in Fallout out 3. I think that's when they hit peak evilness was mm-hmm. under President John Henry Eden.
0: So you say that they're also one of your favorites. <clears throat> this is true. So, okay. So question one, why are they the most evil? And question two, does that have anything to do with them being your favorites? <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so for
1: question one, full spoilers ahead, I'll, I'll warn everyone out there. But uh, in Fallout 3, you find out that this president John Henry Eden is a AI uh, Zach's mainframe and he he literally wants to take an altered FEV virus and basically just clean slate the entire capital wasteland and just eliminate every single person out there I feel like genocide's pretty pretty evil
0: yeah I I think it's up there I don't know too many other things that you know Mm. mass murder on a worldwide scale Mm. yeah Mm. Mm. Test
2: test. Can You guys hear me
0: now? Yeah. Welcome back.
2: <laughs> All right. There we go. Sorry.
0: Yeah, that's pretty pretty top of the evil. Mm-hmm. I think it's you're right pretty up that. there. Does anybody have else? Have any thoughts about the Enclave?
2: Oh, I feel evil. like. Whoa. No. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, I feel like that. They feel like they're the heroes in their own right, but I mean that's most villains. So.
1: Yeah, yeah they go about it the completely wrong way. Yeah. Well, you got to keep in mind villain. that. Sure.
2: They you gotta keep in mind they do have civilians uh in the mm-hmm. ranks. Like uh Arcade Gannon from uh New Vegas, he his mother and, and him they were both civilians. They weren't actually part of the military. That's actually where he got most of his medical training, if I remember correctly.
1: hmm Yeah. Putting it out there. But there's also the uh you know, there's also the I think the most evil part, obviously, is President Eden, but the enclave's other leader at the time, Colonel Autumn, wasn't too bad because he wanted to take the purifier and activate it normally and give it, you know, make it make clean water. But he wanted to use that to uh, basically um, blackmail the population of the capital wasteland to obey the enclave. So it still pretty evil.
3: but Can, not I a evil. Can I throw a question in there, though? can an ai truly be evil if it's not a human intelligence
0: i mean he was pretty twisted (laughs) yeah but but it's not (laughs) like a like an ai is performed to or i'm sorry programmed to perform a specific duty or task unless it has sentience and then also has the ability to make changes and adjust itself like a human would be able to on some level Mm -hmm. you know make decisions
2: I feel like we—it um, was pretty well established that that uh, AI had achieved some level of uh, sentience
4: mm-hmm.
2: by uh, by the point, uh, you know, by the point in time when you get there. But with him choosing the Vault Dweller, and you know, he, he yeah. figured like you know, he any other computer would just respond, "This this person in my base is a threat, destroy it," whereas he was like, "Come speak to me."
1: Mm hmm. You know? Yeah. Eden and Modus in Fallout 76 both definitely really blur the lines between like human consciousness and AI. They're both they're both walking that line really well.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So it's hard. Yeah, that, that's a, a regular theme in the games. Is this this question of like, uh, and especially it comes to head in, a, in four with the institute and the synths. Is this concept of like, at what point? At what point are we different than machines, or or are they different than us, or it's the same as us? And at what point do they have autonomy, sentience? Mm-hmm. Like, and how do you measure that? I mean, the, you know, the Turing test and those kinds of questions, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but even something that simulates seemingness of consciousness how do you ever even know if it really is and then that of course opens up questions you know deeper philosophical questions about ourselves are we ourselves actually do we have free choice do we actually make decisions or does it just feel like it because we're inside looking out but if we were outside looking in everything would be very clear and we are just kind of running on autopilot you know Mm -hmm. so that's, that's a much bigger question
1: the uh, Fallout fandom does say that President Eden gained self awareness and was one of the few Zax units to reach a state of self awareness. So he does know what he's doing,
2: and he made an, a, a conscious choice to do mm-hmm. so.
1: Too. Exactly.
0: So I guess that raises another question: just because uh, an AI may be self aware it doesn't necessarily consider itself part of humanity because it is a different thing. It is other than humans. So mm-hmm. interactions toward humanity are probably beyond the scale of good and evil mm-hmm. from their perspective. You know, it'd be like, is it, is it good or evil for us to kill all the ants in the world? It's not really a good mm-hmm. or evil question. It's more of a, is it, Beneficial to humanity to do so, or is it beneficial to the planet to do so, you know, but one isn't necessarily good or evil. We don't consider ants to be, you know, uh, of the same thing we are. Right, they're, Speak for yourself. that's fair. They're, mm-hmm. they're different enough. Yeah, like they, yeah. But but that's the question: is like, are they biological insects? Are they? Do they actually have any self-awareness? We don't really know. But um, probably not, because their brains are absolutely tiny. But you know, you know, there's there's a lot of ways to look at this. So from from the perspective of an AI that has gained self-awareness, it may see itself as significantly above and beyond the human population. It can mm-hmm. potentially live forever. It can constantly repair itself. It could duplicate itself. It wants, It can do all sorts of things that. He, humans. humans can't do. And so are we maybe just ants to it? In which case, is it a question of evil, even? Mm -hmm. Or is it just evil from our perspective because it hurts us?
1: He does follow the uh the classic sci-fi AI uh shtick where he as an AI seems sees himself as you know superior to humans. So it's kind of like the same situation, yeah, with us as ants. Kind of just yeah.
3: I think it kind of follows along the lines of the same thing that happens with the Mechanist uh, DLC where the uh, robot's following the most logical conclusion. The only way to save humanity is to destroy it, Mm -hmm. which is a pretty common sci-fi trope, too.
4: Yeah.
2: I'm so glad you brought that up because that was exactly where my brain was going. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. The logic is sound.
4: The logic is sound. (laughs)
2: logic is sound, quoting the robot. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah i like the i like the mechanist that was that was fun that was a good mm-hmm. expansion
2: did you did you play through it wearing the uh sh- the silver shroud outfit
0: no i didn't i did no? not do that do it was it,
2: a fun little do Easter it, yeah yeah you, yeah you get you get a bunch of different text options
0: mm-hmm. oh, oh
3: i just it's, triggered it's that one so i'm gonna have to go ahead and try that
0: oh mm-hmm. dude yeah, it's wear probably your it's silver shroud because shroud outfit. yeah it's because you're the um you're the hero against the villain right mm-hmm. from, like from the comic or whatever <laughs> Or the show thanks for the tip. yeah very cool very cool okay so the enclave that's, that's our first main uh evil offering there does mm-hmm. anybody else have another one they want to toss into the pot and we can kind of stir it around
3: yes yeah, so i'd like one. to oh okay go ahead
0: <laughs> woman on fire why, why don't you go ahead you, you haven't had yeah, a chance to I'm talk
3: throw my hat in the ring for the institute
0: the institute that's fair that
3: was my second yeah. choice
0: All right. Now Mm -hmm. another, another tough choice. And that's what's so great about these games is that nothing's particularly black and white. Everything's a little bit, right? Absolutely. So what are, so what's your feeling about the Institute and why they would rank as one of the most evil factions?
3: I think that they're particularly dangerous because there is, um, there's a logic to what they're doing and it's kind of understand that logic and fall into it a little bit and that's what makes it so dangerous
0: Mm -hmm. yeah similar to the uncle they have they have kind of an underlying motivation that has probably a good intention at the core
3: yeah and just their scientific prowess does seem like it should be very helpful except that they're using it in a completely horrible way Uh, but they don't think so at all which is of course the villain yeah but that. i think that their their scientific abilities make them all that much more dangerous well
2: the mm-hmm. trouble with the institute um is initially they were not um they were not evil they initially they sent their sense to um, act as sort of uh, ambassadors to the wasteland it was a series of uh, unfortunate events that led to them kind of becoming re- recluses and, uh, attacking but originally they, they they had planned to help but
3: uh is that before or after like broken mask and stuff
2: uh it was after broken mask i believe because it was the commonwealth provisional government right um was what triggered pretty much everything I think, if i recall correctly
0: yeah they really did have very good intentions that
3: mm-hmm. so yeah. they uh, pre- uh they started off with the broken mask at the provisional government specifically for the reason of causing chaos and keeping the commonwealth in forming any sort of body
0: cohesion being able to like
3: form together yeah. that kind of thing wasn't hmm. the, the commonwealth is in chaos
2: wasn't the broken mask in um diamond city that was the, the noodle stand yeah or, okay
3: yeah i no, mean
0: it's been a while i'm gonna have to mm-hmm. you know th- sometimes the, the specific details elude me until yeah. like, like i look it up and i'm like okay well how did these two things fit together
2: yeah the um because uh, the broken mask was in diamond city but then there was the massacre at the commonwealth provisional government where every single major settlement sent a representative and the uh, institute sent one and either the synth went haywire or, um, communication broke down so badly that it I'm got
3: conflating filed. the two. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I heard about that second one. I think, um, Nick Valentine talks about that second yeah, one, but
2: he does. Yeah. I think, um, uh, Garvey talks about it briefly too.
1: Mm-hmm
3: but we all ignore garbage anyways <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor <question>. <laughs> <laughs> the butt of every joke
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, it'd be nice if he, he said something else when you greet him
1: well, <laughs> for God. real He's such a dry <laughs> character
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> at first when, when i first met i remember first meeting him in the game and thinking okay cool okay all right yeah okay Yeah, I can get behind this. Helping people out. Yeah, laser rifles. All right, cool. Fighting off some, you know, uh, death claw in the middle of this town. You know, like uh, all of that was like, okay, yeah, yeah. These people need help. But they've got good intentions okay cool i like this guy he's cool and then <laughs> it very quickly became all right go f- go help that other faction over there and i was like uh, <laughs> come on dude wait um, that's it <laughs> that, really not like that's it <laughs> i just love
1: how he hands the uh, whole minute minute operation off to you so quickly
3: yeah oh, he calls a general like, and then continues telling you what to do the whole time <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> like wait a minute <laughs> Backwards. <laughs> <laughs> I should be telling you what to do.
2: <laughs> Preston Garvey is a dispatcher. That's all it is. <laughs> um, uh,
3: yeah.
0: Preston Garvey for worst oh, faction. Gosh. For worst evil, most <laughs> evil faction.
3: Yeah, I'm changing my vote. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Not the Minuteman. Not the Minutem. Just the Preston Garvey just faction. Preston. It's a sub faction within the Minutemen. Of one of one individual. Oh, man. Absolute evil. <laughs> All right. So, any any other thoughts on the institute? Um, do, do you have? I don't know. Was did you when you guys played through the game and you realized that father was connected to your story and i, I actually mean, there's spoilers this game's been out for years now but you know like father's your son and wait what uh, <laughs> and,
4: and, and you, you have everything. some personal
0: connection to this and you, you know like i don't know about you guys but there's that feeling of like okay well maybe maybe he has some good intentions underneath this or maybe he's redeemable or you, you know there's that I don't. Know, I, f- I feel like there was. As,
3: soon as he starts telling you that it's like he's basically running an experiment on you, I think that's part of what contributes to the whole institute being the most evil. I mean, just that complete—it's uh, uh, just sociopathy of making your own mother run <laughs> through all these hurdles just to see what would happen. See, can- They're terrible <laughs> scientists. They just do things to see what will happen with no hypo- hypothesis whatsoever. <laughs>
1: Right. Yeah, I he
2: definitely could have teleported completed.
3: you to the Institute at any point. <laughs> right,
2: right.
1: Uh, no, sure. I definitely glossed right over that part. And I was like, oh, my kid's are the leader of this? All right, cool. Let's, let's sign up with this too.
3: <laughs> I was <laughs> like, <laughs> wait a minute.
1: <laughs> I completely glossed over that part.
2: <laughs> I remember yeah. my cousin was telling me uh, I was very staunchly against the Institute my first few playthroughs and uh my cousin's biggest argument was he described um uh life as a minuteman, and then life as a uh, institute scientist and then he said to me which would you prefer but keep in mind in only one of these situations are you able to take a shout <laughs> <laughs> that's, all right, yeah. that's fair
0: yeah, well, that's that's part of the appeal of, of evil is that oftentimes you're okay. pitted with uh, a force that is, it's easier to sign up with them because life would be uh, more comfortable usually, but morally is more difficult.
3: Comfortable. Are you going to do what is right or what is easy?
0: Right, right. I mean, even something like Star Wars, you know, look at the original trilogy, like most characters just kind of let the empire go and didn't want to sign up for the rebellion because it was just easier. Well, (laughs) it's impossible to fight against this. And I've at least got what I have and I just want to keep what I have and just move on with my day. And it's the same kind of thing. It's the, well, are you, are you willing to, uh, to deal with the discomfort to do the right thing? It's, you know that balance.
2: Mm-hmm. Ask Alderon how well that went. worked out for. Well. Um, <laughs> well you can't. Okay. <laughs> <That's a gag.
0: laughs> All right, so we've got the Enclave in the Institute. Uh, Aperture, do you have, do you so, have a,
2: a different uh, offer here? I I do. Okay. The Master's Army.
0: Ooh. Hmm. Yeah. Old okay. school. Going back. Go back to the yeah. well. <laughs> All right. Can you, for anybody so, who hasn't listened through any of the episodes where I talk about them, can you uh, can you recap that? Because that's probably something most people haven't played through.
2: Okay. So I can't remember any of these specific names or numbers, but. Yeah, that's fine. Um, Just generally. Originally, originally, the master was a vault dweller, uh, got kicked out of his vault for. Yeah, Richard I Moreau. A, Richard Moreau. Thank you. Yep. I believe it was a murder, char- or murder charge. Um, he gets exiled from his vault um he goes out exploring with a friend and he comes across the Maripos military base where he ends up falling into a, a vat of the forced evolutionary virus uh his buddy is able to escape um he is not uh, he ends up becoming this horribly mutated creature that fuses with the uh, mainframes there
0: oh and um, the pictures, pictures of him are great they're, they're like so the gross. flesh gooing over the electronics <laughs> and stretching out and stuff <laughs>
2: Absolutely. So anyways. so, anyways, he develops a, um... He becomes super smart, and he develops a telepath, the telepath abilities, and uh, he becomes a, a generally very powerful, if not very mobile, guy. <laughs> um, so, over time, he, I, I, can't, I can't remember off the top of my head how exactly the first few super started, but he begins converting, um... Human human beings into super mutants. Uh, I'm, I'm butchering the lore right now. Uh, <laughs> no,
4: it's it's fine. Years. It's fine. Yeah.
2: But um, anyways, uh, one thing leads to another. He collects humans, turns them into super mutants, and basically is like, "Go find more humans. We're making more super mutants. We're going to hurt all of humanity that is able to become a good super mutant They are. That's going to be the new humanity. Stronger, faster." Uh, better, more resilient to radiation, um, basically designed to live in this world. So, Rather than fighting to keep um, humans safe and using his newfound power to um, protect everyone else, he wants to find the best stock and basically create his own race uh, to rule the world, which, I mean... In a way, he was one of the more successful, uh, even though he got killed, his legacy is far more successful than a lot of the other evil factions. I mean, Eden got blown up uh, by the, the Wanderer, uh, the Institute potentially gets blown up by the Sole Survivor. But there are still Super Mutants. There are still Super Mutants everywhere. Aside from Boston, because they're created by the Institute, um, superman's are out
0: there yeah so and I and he, that's he has- even amazing because they they can't self-reproduce they mm-hmm. they seem I, I don't know what the lifespan of a super mutant, but they seem to live a very long time, if I recall. And uh, there's some sort of connection to the FEV virus and radiation. And yeah, the initial uh, group of super mutants were way more intelligent. And the, the ones that tend to be in the wasteland 200 years later are, are lesser. So, but, but yeah, you're right. They've kind of he's effectively changed the landscape mm-hmm. completely because of, of yeah, the super he, mutant menace
2: he didn't necessarily succeed but his his uh, effects will be felt across uh generations
0: yeah and you would have to think from the perspective of a like a wasteland dweller somebody who is part of a small community or a little farm or something like that uh, the super mutant menace is probably very considerable I mean, there's lots of dangerous things out there, right? You know, like, oh, no, rad scorpions or whatever. It's always, always things to worry about. But uh, humanity's been dealing with large uh, animals, large threatening animals for a very long time. And over thousands of years, we basically have kind of pushed them all back to the fringes, right? Eventually win against dangerous animals we outsmart them but when it comes to something like hulking brutes <laughs> hulking giants who are you know not as smart as us but smart enough to use weapons and to do general human type things and have a society and you know like and are significantly bigger and stronger uh, that you know, more resilient radiant radiation resistant you know those kinds of things that that's quite a, a threat
3: well they do know how to reproduce they keep looking around for the green stuff
0: yeah they know how to do it (laughs) right right but they can't do it biologically right yeah they they have to they have to seek it out so it's not something that they can just depend on as being part of a regular cycle they have to find ways to do it yeah yeah
2: that's a good point as a as a a farmer uh you know i'm wearing my rags i've got my pipe pistol i've got my two kids (laughs) and my wife uh, little billy's missing an arm i would be more afraid of a group of superhumans than a group of death claws
4: yeah yeah
2: a group of death claws you can easily hide from they, they won't know how to come into your shack um and once they figure there's nothing there they'll move on yeah you can supermans? even build tra-
0: traps and, and outsmart them in ways um you know, there's there's definitely ways to handle it because it's it's it has the intelligence of an animal, unless it's a, a smart death claw, which is a completely other thing.
2: But, but yeah, yeah let's hope we're not dealing with Gorse.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, super mutant's major issue. Okay, so we've got Enclave, Institute, and then the super mutant menace, uh, thus you know originally caused by uh the Master. <laughs> those, are, those are pretty Nobody significant. Yeah, nobody's brought the Legion yet. What do you guys think about the Legion?
1: They're just twisted and dark. And
3: yeah, I think that they're too obviously evil. They'll burn
1: yeah. themselves
2: out. Yeah, they're, they're, like they're good the, to fail. Uh, yeah.
1: The Legion is pretty good tied with the uh, Disciples from the Nuka World, Fall, the Nuka World DLC. They're kind of just twisted and a mm-hmm. little, bit, little bit kill happy, but other than that, they're not entirely too bad.
2: See, I, I never really felt the Legion was uh, ha- had such a hardcore bloodlust as the Disciples. Uh, yeah, they were kill happy, but there was always a reason to kill. That's it was true. Never just hey, I'm gonna go out and string up some profligates tonight because hey, what else am I gonna do on a Friday?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a, there's a difference between like chaotic evil and. Um... I don't know, uh, lawful evil. Lawful uh, evil. Yeah. Maybe that's it. Like <laughs> I, the Legion, I would I'm... consider more lawful evil. They 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 seem pretty chaotic to the general wastelander, but they're following orders. They're they militaristic. still do have a purpose. Yeah. They yeah. have a Rhyme purpose.
4: Doing.
0: right? Um, mm-hmm. but, but yeah, something like that to say. Like chaotic evil is scarier because you can't predict it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That I, I don't know what else to say about the Legion other than. Um, I mean, I typically-
3: like they evil, evil, but I, I don't think that they are as long-term dangerous as any of the other ones.
1: Mm-hmm. Definitely have,
2: not to the NCR.
1: No, they have all the like wartime strategies of the Roman Empire, like they do, which they're really good at. But they're also doing the exact same thing that was the fall of the Roman Empire, which mm-hmm. is spreading themselves out too thin.
2: It's a matter of logistics, my friend.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> terrible management hmm. all right so i've got i've got one i wanted to toss out there so i've got i've got kind of a joke one and then i have a legitimate one that i want us to actually consider um my wife and i were talking about this on the way to dinner tonight and i was like hey this is what we're going to talking about on the show and i was telling them i'm excited we're gonna have this conversation she's like what are you what are you talking about and i'm like evil evil factions of fall and she's like "Ooh, that's a good one because she loves fall too and she's like naming off some and, and then she was like no i've got it i know She's like, you know that that one group that all looks like Elvis? (laughs) And I was like, like, the The kings? (laughs) And she's like, they've got to be the most evil. And I was like, ooh, that's an interesting take. Okay. So... yeah they're not i mean they uh, I, I pulled up the wiki on them just to kind of refresh myself and there's the general like laissez-faire kind of quality of like well everyone's their own king and go do what you're gonna do you know hey there and uh, that's funny um, but i think just from a standpoint of you know a faction that's going to create a bunch of elvis impersonators and go through the wasteland that, that's i mean that's pretty evil that's i mean come on it's
1: I definitely somewhere worse hell yeah
2: that's
0: that
1: is hellish Uh... especially not knowing like what el or who elvis actually was like none of them knew who elvis actually is right they just know about him they don't know who he is
2: imagine if you were born into that society and you were prematurely bald (laughs) <laughs> that's what kind
0: of oh. you have to wear a wig I, there are some like balding elvis impersonators i've seen i've seen some very uh, different uh takes <laughs> some, some dark that's ones that's when you
2: bust out the rhinestone <laughs> <laughs> all
0: right so here's my here's my legit offer to the conversation here okay what if vault tech is the most evil
1: oh you're going real deep answer. on this one all
0: yeah right. yeah i'm going okay like there's like there's all the regular ones right we keep we co- keep coming around those those regular ones the regular villains but mm-hmm. but if vault tech and uh, there, there may be holes in this argument so i'm not 100 convinced but i, I just <laughs> want to throw this out there to, d- to debate if vault tech hadn't done experiments in all of these vaults and had instead created safe places for people to wait out the apocalypse and give them enough supplies enough education enough food whatever power and had basically built all the vaults at like control vaults and then allowed the society to carry forward then wouldn't the wasteland be way better off once all of those vaults open and people take back the wasteland prepared
3: they would have truly saved humanity
0: yeah, they may have actually, because uh, the idea was, uh, you know, like
3: uh, uh, uh-huh.
0: yeah, oh, whoa, honk, sorry. honk.
4: <laughs> the idea was
0: that the enclave, uh, the people running the government who eventually were part of the enclave and all that stuff were connected to vault Tech and wanted to do these experiments in order to figure out like, okay, if they can't take back the wasteland, in what situations would humanity be able to survive travel to the stars, right? So they, mm-hmm. they put people in all these different situations or figure out like, okay, well, what are the results and how do we handle these things if they happen when we have isolated populations traveling but had they just focused on well what if we just agree that that's never going to work and we have to take back the wasteland so we need as many humans as possible to be as well prepared as possible you know equipped educated and and grow their populations over time to the point where they are ready to go back into the wasteland and then take it back wouldn't humanity be better off against the super mutant menace or you know the the rad scorpions and death claws or the radiation problem or the technology issues or you know any of that stuff
1: if they hadn't done their you know whole experiments there might not have even been any super mutants on the east coast because that's right the east the east coast uh the East Coast super mutants came from vault experiments.
0: Right, right. Um, so, so yeah, the, a lot of the problems come from the experiments directly. Mm-hmm. Um, you would still have the Enclave to deal with if the Enclave have taken a, a separate direction and things. And, but let's say they just never connected to Vault-Tec. Vault-Tec was its own entity. Um, so you'd still have those issues, right? You would be a have, lot weaker for sure. They'd be a lot weaker. Yeah. You Definitely. have, you still have issues with somebody like the enclave, but, but maybe not. Maybe by the time fallout four happens, you know, 200 years into the future or whatever it was, uh, then the wasteland is actually in a better off situation with people who are better predispositioned to accepting help from scientists from the old world who are trying to help them mm-hmm. with robots and understanding that, Hey, these things malfunction sometimes, you know, mm-hmm. like, Maybe that's the solution for everything was freaking Vault Tech <laughs> just shouldn't have done their experiments. That's fair. There's also those uh, good old fan
1: theories that Vault Tech launched the first nukes. Mm-hmm.
0: Yes, mm-hmm. yes, there is that. Prophecy. Yep. <laughs> yep, there is that as well.
3: I think it's I think it's fair to call them out as just straight up evil with no intent of helping in the first place anyway because most of their experiments what i was saying about the institute they're terrible scientists and there's (laughs) right (laughs) stuff for the sake of doing stuff and there's no actual hypothesis and well
2: i don't think that's entirely fair sorry uh, but um they all they every vault did have an end goal as ridiculous as they possibly could be like mm-hmm. i mean yeah vault 69 and 68 were stupid but um, just a good
1: old time what are you talking about like, <laughs>
2: <laughs> but um what was it vault 81 uh in uh in fallout 4 like they were actually hoping to find you know better vaccines and cures you know mm-hmm. the one where you found curie yeah, yeah, some of them.
0: Some of them did have uh, good intentions. It would also be interesting at some point because uh, we haven't really gotten to see underneath Vault Tech, like who was actually pulling mm-hmm. the strings, making the decisions. Um, yeah, or like a, a, a main manifesto of like at least a partial list of the vaults and what their hypotheses were. Because maybe they had some and they were just really bad, but maybe they had some and they were good. Or maybe different vaults were run by different scientists and some of the scientists were good at what they did and some of them weren't. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, there's so much more yeah. that we could explore about that.
3: Because mm-hmm. I'm playing with uh, the Vault 88 now and looking through you know, the research and development stuff in there. and Because Dr. Brown was the one uh, associated with it and he's definitely a sadistic
1: oh yeah that guy was creepy <laughs>
3: <laughs> so i might be a little biased right now <laughs> <laughs>
2: Sorry, man, <that's> fair. <laughs> well i feel like vault tech i feel like they should have yes they should have been running their experiments but as soon as the as, i feel like they should have been running them pre-war take these group people put them in the vault great uh have them do their experiment experiments then as soon as the bombs start dropping revert to their original purpose which is to save me Mm -hmm. that would have that would have been completely redeeming yeah
3: Yeah. but there's also the fact that these are supposed to be experiments i mean there's, there's ethical considerations that anybody has to do when conducting experiments on humans and none of these vaults followed any of those protocols, which in my view makes them evil anyway.
0: That's true, huh?
3: Fair enough. Fair enough.
0: So do you guys have any <laughs> other uh like side side offerings? Any other like Hmm, right about this group or like a smaller groups that you can think of or
1: well the disciples, yeah, those guys are absolute crazy. Uh-huh. Eesh. Uh,
2: those uh, minute cool. men
1: are up to something. <laughs> the those are up to something. The Preston garvey
0: faction. <laughs>
2: why do you want why, why do you want all heart. of these uh, settlements having our killer <laughs> <laughs> Cuz <'Cause> it's fun.
0: <laughs> no, they're
1: they're <laughs> definitely they're definitely creating an empire.
2: It's the oh, Cuban no, no, no. Missile Crisis
3: all over again. <laughs> I'm here for it.
0: So another thought would be, what about the Brotherhood? Because uh, they have noble, they have a noble beginning. They've got noble start, but. Uh, and I think, I mean, th- maybe this is social commentary or maybe this is political commentary on our current mm-hmm. environment, but mm-hmm. if you give any one faction too much power and too much unilateral authority of decision-making, then that becomes a problem because as soon as somebody who with without a moral compass becomes a leader of a large government of the world's in the current environment um, then you end up with all sorts of uh things that can happen because that person has too much power and nobody can stand up against them I, that, I, I, and that's and i'm talking about nazis right um, mm-hmm. <coughs> yeah. nazis um mm-hmm. but, but you end up with a situation <laughs> where uh, you have a leader with too much power you know or or communism you got like stalin right and mm-hmm. Uh, You can't stand up against them. Power was maybe consolidated by people who might have had good intentions, you know, like, you know, patriotism and and those kinds of things. But too much power ends up in the wrong hands eventually because it's never going to stay with the same person. And then maybe things go bad, you know. And and the Brotherhood has potential for that if they're one of the most well equipped factions in the wasteland and you end up with a bad leader. Well,
2: the same argument
3: can be made for the. Oh, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say it ties back into the idea too of are you willing to follow along just so you can get a shower? I think it's that Mm -hmm. same question there. Yeah, true.
2: And like the the same could be said as for the NCR as well. Like, you know, not all of their practices is great. Well, the taxation of small farms that uh, are on the fringes of their, their territory.
0: Yeah, it's tricky. It's it's uh, it's almost like, as human beings, we keep coming up with the same problems, and every few generations, <laughs> we end up having oh, to solve Clark. the same problems. We just have different tools with which to try to solve them.
2: <laughs> well, you know what they say, Tom. In your head against the floor. War never changes.
0: War, War never changes. Then The episode's like, uh, God. Pff, end. Oh, God. Just, that's the closing that's right there.
2: That's the episode. Oh, God.
0: All right. You know what I should do? I should set up a, a poll on Twitter and see what This would be a good poll, yeah. 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 Which one is the ball. most evil? All right. Now, do you guys... Did you originally side with the the one that you offered, or do you just want to bring it up for discussion? Like, I guess the, the question is, at this point now, having been through all of these... Who who would you argue if you had to vote on on the poll? And I think we just need to keep it among the top three or four, right? So we've got mm-hmm. the Enclave, the Institute, uh, the Super Mutants, and the Master, and then maybe Vault Tec.
3: I mean, you make a pretty good argument. For
0: I think it's the Vault
1: Tec. Yeah, yeah.
3: yeah I, I'm thinking All, that
1: too the rest really. of them have like you know, you know, at least a little bit of humanities well being in their minds when doing their deeds. Vault tec just doesn't seem like they do. Oh.
0: Yeah. It's almost like Vault tec is being run by a computer. Hmm. Hmm. <gasps> hmm. Did I, I did I just write Fallout 5?
3: <laughs> I'm sure, Shit you may have. <laughs> Get Bethesda on the line. <laughs> Get over call, here Howard. Call the now, <laughs> Todd. We need to <laughs> talk.
0: Todd's going to sue me. He's going to be like, how did oh, you yeah. get this information? <laughs> He's going <laughs> to listen to this episode and be like, dude, what the hell? <laughs> We're still years away, but you cannot reveal this information this early.
2: <laughs> One of these days, Tom's just going to be doing his uh, shorts dance, and all of a sudden, Todd Howard's just going <laughs> to My <shot>. shorts dance? <laughs> uh,
0: weekend shorts. I've got my weekend shorts. Yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> you can spoil it. I'll still play it.
0: I'll still play it too. I think we got to we got a uh, for the listeners for people listening and watching right now on Twitch. Um, they're the referring to a conversation we had earlier in the week on Discord, where man, some people were saying funny stuff, and then I just was feeling silly, so I just started saying all sorts of funny things, and and I shared a. Uh, <laughs> a very go, personal fact. I don't want to go too far back into this. I feel like every every good story needs needs some sort of explanation for how you get there.
4: But maybe I don't to need to there. explain.
0: Maybe okay, so I have these I'm just going to I'm just going to start in the middle and let people figure out why this is a thing. So I have these shorts that I call boat shorts that have like palm trees on them and stuff. And On the weekends, I put them on, and on Saturday mornings. In fact, I did that (laughs) yesterday morning. Put them on, (laughs) and my wife and I are getting up in the morning. Put them on, and then I do a little dance and shake my pelvis around and sing my weekend shorts song. (laughs) Well, now every
2: Saturday we are looking over your shoulder.
0: <laughs> it doesn't last very long, but it's definitely a weekend shorts. So I've got my weekend shorts. You know, I do a little dance, and then my wife laughs, and then our marriage continues on. So. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Tom's that's guide funny. to an amazing marriage. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah you a pair
0: you of shorts. Got to you got to keep it fun. You got to keep it fun. You got to, you got to keep your spouse guessing a little bit. You know. <laughs> all right guys man that was that was great conversation thank you for joining me everybody yeah, all right for us. well let's yeah. um you know uh, the other thing we should do i, I was thinking about this is uh week come up with these topics every month, but um, for those of you who are able to join us next month, so let me just put this out there for everyone. Anybody who subscribes or upgrades to Tier 4 or higher on the Patreon is welcome to come join us at the end of the month. It's the last Sunday of the month for us right now, but usually it's like last Monday of the month, but we we communicate. We set up a time and everyone who can make it gets together and we have one of these conversations. So if you would like to be part of that, check out patreon.com slash falloutlorecast and check out the Tier 4 and and higher and at some point somebody's gonna be crazy enough to sub really high and and that's going to be nuts. Um, and I'm actually going to have to follow through with all those rewards too. So, (laughs) um, but yeah, if you want to join us, go check that out. You can be part of the conversation every month. Um, but those of you who aren't able to join us, you can still participate by sending in ideas for topics for this end of the month show. So we would love to hear your ideas and man, there's so many good things to talk about in fallout lore. So it can be anything. it could be like wacky off the wall stuff. I'm sure. I mean, you, you heard us all talk this episode we'll eat it up. (laughs) We'll have fun with it. So send us your thoughts and uh, thank you everybody for coming and hanging out. this has been super great. And I'm sure I'm going to see each of you on the discord and maybe even in game. I'm going to try and start uh, playing some more uh, nuclear winter.
2: Want to know something shocking? I have never played fallout 76. Oh no. I have played every single fallout except for 76 hmm
0: maybe a we started it sale and
3: got like the, and i started really struggling with it
0: <laughs> i liked getting through a lot of the like story stuff the world story stuff yeah. exploring the world that stuff was fun um i'm still hoping they continue to clean up the game and, and fix the bugs and expand on it in
3: i need you know, to jump in back ways. in when uh, wastelanders comes out
0: yeah
1: that's well, gonna be I'll probably do the same man
2: yeah. i had the um the tricentennial edition pre-ordered actually but uh then i learned what the internet uh, requirements were for it <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: that's fair that's fair
0: cool.
2: my my current broadband is not uh, up to snuff mm.
0: yeah sometimes oh, well. sometimes that's a limitation i have a coworker who recently moved away and um we've been trying to get together to play games and he's got like 0. 0.5 megabits per second or something. it's just like <laughs> he's <laughs> like this not only is this probably not going to work but it's going to take me like days to download this game (laughs) (laughs) so all right well thanks everybody thank you aperture flash mustang and woman of fire and i don't know if you guys want to share i I do this with our uh, robots radio show where i have the the hosts that guests share how to get a hold of them do you guys you guys want people to reach out to you on twitter and maybe talk about this stuff or is that something you're interested yeah. in you want to share any of your sure. info all right let's I'm go down the list i'm going alphabetically so aperture flash if you want to share your how to get a hold of you Dietz?
2: so uh, it, uh on instagram and twitter i am aperture underscore flash um and you can also get a hold of me on discord i'm usually pretty ha- happy to chat and if you have a CB radio, uh, my CB <laughs> handle is uh, Maple Leaf, and I'm always happy to break with you. That's <laughs> I'm awesome. Through your area ten four.
1: Live from the road. All right, Mustang. Uh, on Twitter, you can find me at double underscore Reynoso R E Y N O S O, followed by another double underscore. And yeah, I'm pretty active on the Discord as well. More active than Aperture, but he's got a full-time job and I definitely do not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah,
2: hey, you've got a pretty cool job,
1: man. Let's... It's not too bad. It's not too bad.
0: <laughs> All right. Women on Fire.
3: Uh, I am on Twitter at at Women on W because I stunk at. Twitter. <laughs> and gave me that and I did not question it. <laughs> right, okay. That's, that's fair. Huh? <laughs> Thank you, Twitter lords.
0: <laughs> and um, every, all of these, all three of them and me and everyone else that is regularly talking on, on the discord are all in there. The, it's in the show notes, the, the link, if you want to check that out or you know what, uh, Google actually has done a good job finding it on my website now. So SEO props, to me because that's actually my regular job anyway um <laughs> uh, but yeah you can even just search uh fallout lorecast discord and it'll probably find the page to link you so yeah come mm. and come and chat with us we're, we're in there every day doing all sorts of wacky things and having weird conversations so if that's <laughs> what you're into then that's what you'll get for sure
1: yeah that's <laughs> really all it is it's wild
0: <laughs> it's wild sometimes it's it's deep and interesting sometimes it's meaningful and heart heart pulling and sometimes it's just really dumb like us just yeah. repeating morning 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 morning, morning, morning,
1: morning. yeah uh, our patroning um, chat is on a on a terrible loop here
0: yeah 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 for those of you uh, uh, another 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 pitch one dollar a month gets you onto Patreon. it's into the patron chat and you can you can see the behind the scenes conversations really with all the patrons yeah like Morning, 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 morning,
1: morning, morning, morning. afternoon. And then uh, there's someone that pipes in with the afternoon, yeah. Afternoon, afternoon.
2: (laughs) For the low price of one dollar a month, you can be
3: thoroughly <laughs> greeted each day <laughs>
0: <laughs> 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 Yeah, it's not just greetings, but that
3: has been the trend lately. <laughs> <It's> been... <laughs> uh, general chat was full of dog pictures today and I oh yeah, that's true. dog pictures. Oh no what? I missed that. Oh I'm scrolling back yeah. up through it right now.
0: you're right. How did I miss? Mm-hmm. That? I was at like dinner and oh no. <laughs> I don't have to oh, oh dog no. pictures. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's great.
3: We'll have to do cats tomorrow.
0: Uh, I don't have a cat. I have oh. a cat, but just she sucks. throw
3: up random pictures of cats that just you find on the internet. Bleh,
0: random pictures of cats. <laughs> what the internet's yeah. <laughs> for? I'll just look up cat and see what comes up well thanks for hanging out guys I hope uh, we can do this again next month and if not that's totally cool too but um, I definitely will see you online so and to all of our uh, wastelanders and vault dwellers out there uh, tune in next week for a regular episode of the Vault Lorecast, where we dive back into some more lore stuff I think the next one coming up is another vault I think hmm. I'll have to check my schedule but um, I'll see you guys around
2: thanks for hanging out everybody thank you you. thanks for having us hello there old chap.
0: good to see another of general atomic's finest still eager to serve
3: if you have any questions about nuka world i'd be delighted to answer them
0: why don't we ask the newcomer you support the news So thanks again to our premium patrons for that episode. That was super fun. I always look forward to this every month. If you would like to be involved, then you know where to go. Patreon.com slash FalloutLoreCast. And speaking of Patreon.com, we have one new patron this week, CobraKilla. Our new tier two patron thank you so much cobra i really do appreciate it and i did notice that you followed on the twitch stream the other day i've been streaming a lot more often lately so thanks for thanks for being there and for so helping support the show it really does mean a lot and it helps me keep this going and you know i've got i've got plans i've got plans to keep growing this and and make it as awesome as i possibly can so i really do appreciate the support Also, this week we have two uh, ratings and reviews on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, I guess you could say. The first one is from Lauren51834 in the United States. And Lauren writes, amazing exclamation mark. Five stars. This is a radioactive podcast. Robots does an incredible job researching and presenting the Fallout lore in a way that is both intriguing and soothing. I don't have as much time as I'd like to stop and read through the lore. But to be honest, I don't know if I would be able to put things together and draw conclusions myself as well as Tom does. I blew through all the available episodes in a little over two weeks while I was at work. Wow. Two weeks just straight through them. I also I only wish there was more thanks for this spectacular podcast Lauren well thank you Lauren I really do appreciate that Um, yeah thanks for thanks for the compliment on being able to draw connections and things and you know what I feel the same way when I hear back from some of you guys because sometimes I'll just glaze right over something and then somebody will write me and say hey did you notice this about that topic that you just did a show about and I'll be like oh my god that's that's great that's amazing all right we have uh actually two more one more from Dark ronin 151 who writes great show five stars have now listened to the backlog of the show twice and loved every second got me to buy fallout 76 and reminded me of all the good times i've had playing the older games as well if you like fallout it's a must listen. Well, thank you so much, Dark Ronin. Man, there's so many sounds in the background today. I've got like dogs barking and and people mowing yards outside. And well, hey, welcome to Florida in the summer. And we've got one more very special review. Now, this review didn't come in from the regular sources. This is not on Apple Podcasts. And there's a good reason why. Uh, Geek33 from Laguti, Indiana wrote up, their own review and sent it in a Google Doc. Very creative. And here, I'll just I'll just read it to you guys cuz this is awesome. Dear Tom aka Robots, since you started the lorecast in January, I had started playing Fallout 3 about a year before you started doing the podcast and I was just starting to know big knowledge quest into the lore of the fallout world. And I am so glad I have found the podcast and even robots as he has helped me so much on discord with my podcast. And if I could listen to the podcast forever, I would Tom, you have allowed me to open up in my life in general because of my ADHA. I always have had trouble talking to other people and no, I am at the point or now I'm at the point that I can send a review For that I thank you. And due to my other mental disorders, that is also a factor into the trouble talking to others. The other thing I had to say was I just started a new Fallout 3 playthrough as a descendant of the Maxon family. His name is Maxon Maxwell Maxson. And also I had a thought that there could be more than one institute that are just a part of different type of college or even a different branch of CIT. I would have asked this as a different review, but I have an Android, not an iPhone, so I couldn't. Thank you. so I couldn't. <laughs> thank you for the read, and I can't wait for the next episode. And then Geek Thirty Three puts in like I don't know a hundred stars. <laughs> and writes that is your rating. He you gave me a hundred star rating. That is the best rating I've ever gotten, Geek. Thank you so much for taking the time to write that out, and and you know that makes me feel so good that I can I can help you. Grow and, and, you know, do things and kind of break out. Uh, I, I hope that my shows inspire people to create things and, you know, maybe take some of the knowledge and work it into their own lives. Even though this is about the game Fallout, there's a lot of things that get discussed about just being good people and making moral decisions and growing outside of our own limitations and things like that. So, thank you so much to everybody who left reviews. I really do appreciate it. We'll be back next week with a regular episode of the show. And if, as always, you guys know how to get a hold of me, uh, falloutlorecast at gmail.com or uh, on Twitter at Fallout Lorecast. Either way, either of those are fine. And the Discord is just humming lately. So many people are on there chatting every day about things and having a lot of fun talking and just goofing around. It's been so much fun. But you guys know where to check that stuff out, especially in the show notes. There's links. And I will talk to you guys next week. Stay tuned for the Choose Your Own Adventure at the end of the show. Thanks for listening to the Fallout Lorecast. The robot clearly acknowledges that this man is the owner of the store. He Saunters in through the front door, looks at you and says, can I help you with something? You, I am back, you take the shotgun in hand and very quickly you react and you stand and put the shotgun in his face and say, I need to know where you found this dress and you hold it up in front of you. His steely eyed gaze looks into your soul and he says, well, that's not a way to get answers now, is it? What are you going to shoot me and then get the answers? How's that going to work? Also, I don't leave the guns loaded when they're on the shelves. You cock the gun open and sure enough, you never even put any shots in the shotgun. There's nothing in there. So you lower the gun and he says, all right, now that we can discuss this like civilized people, what is it you need to know? Like I said, you say, where did you get this dress? He looks back at you and says, all right I can answer your questions but let's why don't we just sit down why don't you two come on over here and he offers you to come back behind the main counter to a table that sits four and he sits down puts his feet up on the table and says have a seat and he pours you a drink it looks like whiskey you and your friend with the pipes give each other kind of a sidelong glance as if to say, all right, well, I guess this is what we do now. And you both pull up a chair. Neither of you wants to sit directly next to this man, but you make the pipe guy sit next to him and you sit across on the other side. And he puts his feet back on the floor, leans forward with the glass in his hand, And he says, okay, now tell me again. Why do you need to know this? And who are you? And you lean forward and you say, well, I'm not sure I should be telling you exactly who I am. I'm the one asking the questions. And he says, well, you're the one without any ammo. And you can see in his other hand is a pistol. He pulled from underneath the table Then he says again, who are you and why do you need to know what do you do?